Welcome to Season 2 of Unseen Battles. I'm really grateful for all the support and encouragement I received from you, my audience. And I'm really excited to highlight new stories of unseen battles from inspiring leaders in the second season of the podcast. So today's unseen battle is particularly close to my heart because this is something that I have faced and still continue to struggle with. One of my ex-managers, who was also my mentor, gave me this feedback frequently, which is stop hiding in the shadows. Take the center stage. Be the visible driving force. And it was really hard for me because being invisible felt safer, while being in the spotlight did not. What if things go wrong? Uh, People will point at me. They will hold me responsible. But over time, I have realized that if I want to have a voice, if I want to lead, then putting myself out there, sharing my expertise, sharing my opinions, making decisions is not optional. This is what leaders do. So now when my little voice tells me to hide and shrink, I remind myself that yes, hiding and shrinking will be more comfortable, but I'm choosing to be seen. I am choosing to be heard so that I can have the impact I want, so that I can have the career that I want. Our today's guest, Naina, had a similar realization when the pandemic hit. She had to pivot her very successful business of organizing in-person events. Instead of marketing her speakers, she now had to learn to market herself, her brand in this new online world. So if you are someone who hesitates to put yourself out there, this story is for you. Listen and find inspiration in Naina's story. Hi there. You are listening to Unseen Battles, a podcast that brings you behind-the-scenes stories from women leaders. This is your reminder that as you work through your career struggles, you are not alone. I'm your host, Parul Goyal. Every two weeks, I'll bring you raw, honest conversations with a successful leader about a challenge they faced and how it changed them. So, let's get to it. Naina is the founder of The Expat Woman, a community of over 13,000 professional women. She's also a coach, a trainer, a consultant, and an event organizer. She works with ambitious women businesses, and teams who want to stand out in the crowd. Naina helps them by building their leadership skills and creating impact. She also helps them enhance their influence by building a strong personal brand and showcasing their expertise and services. Naina, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You had a really successful business, but then the pandemic forced you to pivot to a new business model, and that forced you to confront and overcome your imposter syndrome. So can you tell us what happened? Hey, Parul, thanks for having me on the show and, you know, discussing a topic that's very dear to my heart. So yes, the pandemic did mess up my plans for, you know, the 2020. A couple of weeks before I host my annual uh, women's conference, it's called the Empowered Women's Leadership Conference, uh, that I was it was going to be hosted in San Francisco. The pandemic hit, and of course, people uh, a lot of people cancelled because you know they 
they didn't know what to do and i thought i'd postpone it to may thinking by then the pandemic would uh, you know die yeah. yeah we all of us <laughs> <would die. laughs> right we thought about two or three months you know this yeah. plague will move on and i didn't think it was you know it's two years now yeah. it's going to make two years and still i'm still doing virtual events anyway so what happened was uh, i then had to think uh, you know very quickly on how can i keep people engaged i was hosting events almost every week in san francisco and then occasionally online and in other countries or cities so i didn't want to let my audience down and so i decided to go you know do a virtual conference and i it it was uh, not easy but the bigger thing thing than just moving my events online was now i had more time to think mm-hmm. because i was not driving into the city or drive you know taking part into the city to host my events so i had more time to think and when i took a step back i realized that all along i was hosting events but i was curating those events i was bringing okay. speakers to those events and now that i couldn't host them i the only expertise i had was hosting events but i had not really worked on promoting myself i was promoting other people which is fantastic because that's yeah. part of my goal to empower and shine the spotlight on other women like you're doing with your podcast and i realized imposter syndrome was what was holding me back i did not think i was good enough i didn't like the way i looked and sounded and uh, but you know as i worked on myself over the next few months uh, i slowly started building my online presence mm-hmm. and and you know it was again always kicking imposter syndrome to the curb you know telling that little voice in my head just shut up because i need to put myself out there i need to get out of my comfort zone and the little voice in the head in my head would tell me you know who do you think you are what are people going to say you know you, you don't look that good on camera you sound terrible i mean again you are your oh my gosh yeah, yeah. you know, you are your greatest critic right it's not the world it's you that tells yourself you're not good enough so once i started doing it consistently and regularly i stopped paying attention to that little voice to you know my inner fears and my uh, worries about you know how i'll be judged and what people will say and it just got better over time so nana actually i have so many questions for you but the, your original business was an in per, like in person events that you used to hold for women's communities yes so it was the, so i found it what was called the expat woman i'm originally from india and as a professional when i moved to the us it was really hard building my network finding a job and you know i also realized a lot of other immigrant women had similar hurdles because you know as professionals in the us to be very successful you have to have a network you have to understand you know what the culture is like in the workplace at home and if there's no one to guide you you it's a lot yeah. more challenging right as i show i'm sure you know and so i decided to f- f- create or found this platform called the expat woman to help immigrant professionals navigate life and initially it was just for people in the san francisco bay area to navigate living in a, in this new city making friends connecting with professionals in in companies and also you know investors and other entrepreneurs of course it just grew and it you know i, I had an it grew into a network of over 13000 international women immigrant women and allies and it you know it turned into 
my business called the expat woman so the events was a way for women to uh, expat women to share their expertise on panels mm-hmm. or as ted style uh, talk speakers or and also for women in my community to get to meet with all these professionals and a lot of corporates would host my events like Yelp and Google uh we did one at Microsoft at GoPro at ThreadUp so it was an opportunity for professional immigrant women also to put you know get exposed to these companies you know which you is really hard to make connections with when you're new to a country and then we would also do other fun stuff you mm-hmm. know where you know discuss things around being an immigrant prof- uh, you know and the hurdles you face whether it's being a mom or you know finding what schools to send your kids to or just you know what you wear when you go to a baby shower or yeah. a bridal shower you know all these and it's so cultural uh, so yeah so it was it wasn't i mean it, my goal wasn't just to host events but then that became the driving force and also uh, you know the way i brought in revenue through sponsorships yes. and advertising and ticket sales so all that kind of got depleted when you know when uh, the pandemic and lockdown hit oh wow so this was your lively this was your passion and your livelihood yes it became you know yes it became uh, you know it became a six figure big business so nice. it did uh, you know because everyone wanted to work and live in the bay area yeah. before the pandemic and companies wanted to hire diverse uh, you know candidates and a lot of people want to hire immigrant professionals women of color so which was my largely my network nice and then when the pandemic hit um you were able to to some extent i know they are still not as effective you know bring your events online but it it did impact the livelihood part of it because i guess companies weren't as eager to sponsor online events absolutely i mean i you know i host a, i was host i host a hackathon every year so i did get sponsors for the virtual hackathon but i couldn't do you know the weekly events it just didn't seem like it seemed like people were getting you know overloaded with zoom events and zoom fatigue and people like going to in person events because as i said you know you get to meet people in person you get to visit the companies you you know there would always be fun snacks and treats and uh you know there would sometimes be like uh, there would be interesting vendors so all that experience is different online so yes it did affect the revenue of the company and uh, uh the network as well because i you know i didn't i was building i was growing this network of mm-hmm. uh women so when a lot every time i host an event i would bring in new women and that kind of reduced with yeah. moving online but the i would say if this hadn't happened i wouldn't have you know i i know this word has been used and reused and everyone's tired mm-hmm. of the word pivot but i wouldn't have pivoted into you know building my own yeah. uh, voice and discovering my zone of genius and you know putting myself out there because before that everything was the expat woman that which yeah. was my business uh like i did not even have an about section on the expat woman website with my photograph and what i did because i just felt it's about the expat woman it's not about me and then i realized the power after the pandemic of building a personal brand of, mm-hmm. of building my visibility because people invest in people i mean yeah. the expat woman was a great brand and people were coming to it because i was promoting the speaker so they were coming really to hear the speaker speak mm-hmm. but also i mean the quality of the events was excellent and uh 
and now not only have I, you know, overcome imposter syndrome and, you know, found my zone of genius, which is empowering other women and teaching them how to create and build their visibility, build their personal brand and use a professional social media platform like LinkedIn to showcase their expertise, Uh Uh, you know, so it's been very powerful and very rewarding for, for me. And I'm, this might not have happened if the pandemic hadn't hit. So, Nana, I mean, you built a community of 13,000 people, which is so incredible, right? And then, but when you, and you, like you said, you know, you did mostly, your, your work was mostly behind the curtains. So right. because of the pandemic, now you realize, okay, you have also have to be front and center, right? But I would assume that for somebody who built a 13, a community of 13,000, you, like, this would be so easy. Like, you would have so much confidence. You have already proved yourself. So when it came to, for example, posting about yourself on LinkedIn, what were some of the fears that would come up? Great question. So yes, I had the confidence with hosting events, but as I said, I never spoke at my yeah, events, I right? I would just introduce the speakers, but I felt mm-hmm. I had no, no expertise or value to share. So uh, when I, so actually before I started going on LinkedIn, I decided mm-hmm. to teach people how to host virtual events. So short, you know, because I was, now moving everything online and doing virtual events. So I was like, I need to create an online course and teach other people how to host virtual events. I had a very small number of people sign up, which is disappointing. Mm. But then I had, I realized I had not created or, or, you know, or shone the spotlight on myself as Mm. uh, this expert, you know, because again, if you're working, as you mentioned earlier, behind the scenes, behind the curtains, no one really knows you. They, they, so they don't say, oh, Nina is this expert and she's done. Yeah. You know, you have to get that visibility for yourself. You you know, I was working really hard when I was hosting the events in person, but I wasn't really telling people, talking about it. Look, I did all these events. You know, I've turned my business into a six-figure uh, revenue-earning business. I did not shout that from the rooftops. And, you know, some people might call it bragging, but I don't think it's bragging. I think when you... Uh, you know build your personal brand when you showcase your expertise mm-hmm. when you amplify your voice you're adding, actually adding value and inspiring other people so yeah so when last year I you know I was on Instagram before that but mm. Instagram is very busy busy it has a lot of noise I mean everyone's posting vacation photographs and photos mm-hmm. of themselves and their babies which is all fantastic but you know with the limited amount of time one has and I have you know, I also have kids and I have to run my house and, you know, run my business. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need to find a platform where I'm not distracted and mm-hmm. when I where I can reach my target audience, which is professional women's and corporations that want to empower their women and have women ERGs. So and, you know, women entrepreneurs, of course. And so I, I thought LinkedIn was the best platform. I actually joined LinkedIn in 2007. But at that mm-hmm. point, I just used it like to park my resume and maybe I was looking for a job then and then when I hosted events in person I would use LinkedIn to promote a speaker or find speakers or find sponsors or promote my event that was it I was not sharing any other content besides promoting my events and speakers and sponsors and I was not engaging in conversation or really building my network so when I started using LinkedIn last year because I was like I need to focus on one platform initially you know, when I started creating content, it was very hard because 
I am a private person and I also because I had imposter syndrome and felt I had not, no value to add, initially it was hard. But then as I slowly started focusing on, you know, maybe what I share today might help one person. I you know, see. when I put the focus on helping someone else, then it took away the fear of what will people say? What if no one shows up? What if no one likes or comments yeah. on it? It didn't matter. I was like, I'm going to post content consistently and I'm going to share my value and my expertise and also build my presence on a platform like LinkedIn. So at that time, maybe I had 3,000 followers. I can't remember. Now I have about 7,000 wow. connections. And yeah, so, and again, I haven't been doing as much as I'd like to, but it, I've done enough to, you know, to feel comfortable. I feel very comfortable now posting on LinkedIn. And not only did I start posting content, then I started doing live videos. So I would do LinkedIn live interviews. Yeah. And earlier, like if you told me, Naina, you're going to be on video online, like before LinkedIn, I was on face. I did some Facebook lives. I did Instagram. I would have said no way. Like when I did in-person events and people would take photographs, I'd say, wait till I finish speaking to take photos or shoot the video. I don't want to be on photographs. I don't want to be in video. So I just did not want to see myself on print on video. Uh So, you know, now I'm doing it. I was doing it all myself. But then, so for anyone listening, I think just once you start putting yourself out there, the confidence comes. And I was not a writer, but now, you Uh know, sharing content consistently, uh, it has become second nature to me because I just... you know, when you, you share content authentically, when you talk mm-hmm. about yourself, your struggles, your hurdles, what you did to change, you know, the challenges you were facing, it just flows and you don't have to have the perfect English. I've seen people write and, you know, sometimes, you know, they're writing in maybe English is their second language, but they're mm-hmm. putting their message across, which is so powerful and impacting and influencing other people. Wow. So then you're right. I mean, you had so much to share, right? Even even with the first event that you hosted, uh, which is helping others host online events. But unless you kind of you 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 had the courage to put the value prop out there that I have done this, this is something this is a value I can add, I can teach you, people wouldn't have come. Right. So then you kind of had to get comfortable with like not really bragging, but marketing, putting your expertise out there. Right. Um, and what you mentioned, Anna, right? You know, I, I totally understand when I record talks or when I even when I edit the episodes, I usually sk- skip over the questions where I am speaking because it's very hard for me to to hear. So okay. you went from not liking your picture in a print to doing live. How did you shift your mindset there? Yeah, no, I I, I hear you about the you know not wanting to hear your yeah. own voice. Like initially, when I did podcasts, I would not. I would like cringe when I heard when <laughs> yeah. people were interviewing me for podcasts. <laughs> I would like cringe. I would like oh, I can't. So you know what I started doing with just listening to. Uh-huh. I would play them in the car when my husband and kids we were driving somewhere. Uh-huh. So it was easier for me to listen to the podcast interview. And my kids, after a while, got fed up. and like, Mom, we've heard enough of your interviews. You keep saying the same <laughs> stuff. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just a matter, you know, if you stop, I stopped focusing on my, what I thought were my deficiencies. And instead focusing on, again, it's all about how can I add value? How can I help? You know, what, what am I sharing that will help someone else? So, when you're, you know, when you're posting content or doing a video mm. or doing a podcast, if you, if you think of your target audience, what are the challenges they're facing? Mm. 
and you know what can you share that will inspire someone to overcome that hurdle and make a change in their life personally or professionally it becomes so much easier you know so that's what i started doing it was like you know i have all this value and expertise i want to share i'm just going to put it out there and even if no one and the other thing i also would tell myself even if no one shows up even if no one likes or comments it's a win for me because i'm stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something that i would not normally not do and that's a huge win you know so that's that's also what i tell my clients when i work with uh, you know professionals i say just the, getting out of the comfort zone and doing something new is a huge shoot step in the direction that you want to go which is building your visibility and your online presence and your brand yeah and you know so so the common theme that i see here nana when you were doing your in person events right you were actually focusing on the speaker now you're focusing on the other people in the audience that that your message might help Absolutely. right so even though it's you are in the front and center delivering the message you're right. not really making it about yourself it's you're making it about the people it might right. help you got it yeah and I, yeah now when i did my in person events i did i focus on the speakers and yeah. of course i did focus on the audience because yeah. i would get yeah. speakers who would add value to that audience like i know you're on product and i know i didn't invite you once to a woman in product mm-hmm. uh, panel right so if i was mm-hmm. doing a women in product panel i would make sure i had really good speakers who had expertise in product yep. management or development or marketing so they could share that with the audience that was interested in that subject so i did also fe- focus on nice. the audience yeah. but through the quality of the speakers, speakers yeah. yeah so i think yeah i think people who just talk about themselves or promote their business all the time or all their wins and it's fine to promote your wins or your successes but you pu- promote them by sharing a story right that i got to this because i did this 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 if you just say, keep posting look how fabulous i am look i'm running a six figure business but you don't tell people you know yeah. the struggles you faced or what you did to get there you're going to lose that audience right and yeah. then you also need to know who your target audience is whether if you're looking for a job then mm-hmm. it's you know recruiters if you're working for a company and you want to get no because it's not just about people looking for a job and people who want to start a business for who have a business it's also people working in companies like yours like you're mm-hmm. you know you're doing this podcast i mean that that's huge right you, we all have certain desires and interests yeah. and areas of expertise and we need to amplify our voices and i think as women we need maybe unfortunately to have to you know go an extra step to get noticed but i think it's very important you know that everyone does this takes that extra step so people know what you're doing and get they, you know you get noticed and known for yeah. a certain area of expertise and that comes by sharing you know and you're again doing it by bringing in guests who can share their knowledge and value with everyone so you're amplifying your voice and your guest voices so then i have a very selfish question you mentioned that you know over time as you started posting more uh, your writing got better and that, that's something that i struggle with uh yeah how did your writing get better what would we be your advice to somebody who who's not posting as much on social media because they're very conscious about their writing so i yeah i had a hard time initially when i you know used to write mm-hmm. like i remember before all this you know before i started building my uh, consciously building my personal brand mm-hmm. sometimes when i wrote something my husband's a great writer my sister-in-law writes really well too she's like a double 
masters in english literature so i would sometimes if it was some i didn't write that often but when i did write something i would either share it with my husband or share it with my sister and ask for their feedback but i couldn't do that when i started you know posting on linkedin so mm-hmm. what my advice for anyone whether linkedin is your platform or you're writing a blog post or instagram or whatever start you know start maybe once a week and maybe write something small or if you don't even want to write your own content mm. initially what you could do is you can comment on other people's content okay. so that is okay. a great way to start and when so you know look for areas that you're interested in on say mm. let's say linkedin is your platform mm. and your in your case you're interested in product right mm. so you would start following people who are in product you know and there are some people who are very active who are sharing about yep. you know and so then you would read their posts you'd read their content and then you'd leave a comment mm. and it doesn't have to be a comment don't ever write a comment like great post yeah. so i like what you wrote look for one thing or a couple of things that they shared why it resonated with you Got so you're it. not writing a lot or you could you know uh, ask a question like you know you shared all this like you just asked me that question sometimes even simple things like that if you do it regularly maybe every day spend 15 minutes mm. you know just commenting on a couple of posts that First of all, you're putting yourself out there. You're getting mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone. You're commenting on other people's content, so you're also boosting their posts and adding value to their posts, and it's giving you confidence. So as you do that, you could even then take the comments that you posted and turn that into a post and say, "These are the five comments I made in the last week. I wanted to share them in a post." But you know, maybe start commenting, and then nice, okay. you know, and then once you start posting your own your own con- uh, content, think of things that come easily to you. Don't write mm. about stuff that doesn't light you up. You know, when you mm. write about something that really excites you, like you could write a post about, you know, here are five tips on uh, creating your own podcast or things to tell you. Yeah, I mean, you could just focus on one area. you know and so it could be podcast or product like think of what are my areas of expertise things come very naturally to me which i'm excited about it, and then it'll get so much easier and maybe focus just like i said commenting 5 minutes every 15 minutes every, every day, day yeah. maybe say once a week start with posting once or two times a week maybe one could be like a post where you're giving mm. tips another one could be maybe a personal post because you also want mm. to uh, build you know you know you people invest in people right people follow people not the business yep. in at least in, so you want to also you know create this uh, face to your business or to this uh, to your podcast or you know to the role you have at a company so that would be my advice share something maybe a picture and again tie it in with what you're doing like okay. as i think i told you about the story where I got my citizenship last uh-huh. year right during the covid and that post really got has got me the most number of views comments uh-huh. and reactions on linkedin i but i didn't just post post a photograph of me with my certificate of citizenship and my their flag yeah. i also spoke about how you know i got citizenship during covid when i least expected to get it because everything was closed right mm-hmm. and how i went in the morning just to do my uh, you know the the interview they do and usually uh-huh. get your citizenship 6 6 months later but I, they told me come back in 2 hours and we'll give you the citizenship and i just shared how sometimes you least expect something 
and then the opportunity comes and you just say yes to it i could have you know i was so taken aback i had other plans but i stayed on for the two hours wow. so i could get my citizenship you know so i made it into like a story and a learning out of it so that's if you do that you can share personal stories photographs and you know and uh, then people are excited as well because they can relate to what you have to share got it so start small like starting if you're, if you're self conscious start maybe by meaningful comments not just great post do it regularly maybe once or twice a week and then eventually move towards this model where you are really comfortable posting your about your professional life your personal life but with a story attached right. to it right right got it. and uh, with a comment if you don't know you know when you're commenting you could even ask a question a meaningful yeah. or insightful or thoughtful questions you know if you don't have anything add you can always ask them people they people who are posting the content then feel oh she read my content yeah. and she and the beauty of that is you're also building relationships you're networking True. because when you build relationship when you nurture relationships when you grow your connections you're creating this community which also helps with you overcoming imposter syndrome building your personal brand standing out because you you can't do it alone you need a yeah. community to uh, you know sh- help shine the spotlight on you so nana tell me if our audience want to learn more about you and you, you know what you're doing right now how can they connect with you so i'm very active on linkedin mm-hmm. so it's just nana kaputi and i think you you will be sharing the link will, in the yes. show notes yes but so i ha- i'm on linkedin as naina kaputi i'm also i also have my website nainakaputi.com mm-hmm. uh, and uh, if you know i love hearing from people so if you've heard this podcast and you were inspired send me a message uh, on linkedin or through my website and if you have any questions i'd be happy to answer or chat with you about oh that's so nice of you naina you also mentioned that you have some workshops coming up next month can you can you tell our audience more about that yeah so they actually events so i yeah. have march is uh, uh, women's history month mm-hmm. so on march 3rd i have a an virtual networking event for women and people uh, folks who want to support women uh, and then i have an all women hackathon i do a hackathon uh, in march every year. i've been doing them since 2016 and it's uh, called the all women hackathon and the focus is on breaking the bias and building uh, leaders uh, so it's virtual it starts on march 22nd and i run it for over a week because i know a lot of people are working yeah. and then in t- different time zones so over a week you know people commit to 2 2 hours a day they work in teams to find solutions to challenges that women face and wow, then on okay. yeah it's very and you know you don't have to have a coding background to do it i've had people who okay. work in product marketing sales design you know people in between jobs so it's really like working in a company and building a product and then you know promoting and marketing and because they pitch it at the end of the you know the it, the last day for the uh, hackathon is march 31st so you first form teams and then you work in teams to build these projects and then you pitch it to a panel of uh, judges so um it's like as i said like creating you know designing creating a product and mm-hmm. then developing and most of them are just minimal minimum viable uh, yeah, products MVPs, you know yep. yeah they are or you know framework not not everyone's able to build an app or yeah. a website by the end of it but it you know pe- women have got jobs after they've done this because they 
shared on their website or on, the, or on their LinkedIn profile on their resumes or they've gone on to become entrepreneurs or they or they have these as side hustles or just gives you that confidence uh, that you need, you know, to take that the next step with building your brand. And then I also host um, an annual women's leadership uh, virtual conference. It's called mm-hmm. Empowered and that's on March from March 31st to April 2nd. Again, it's virtual. So it's easy for people to attend at a time that's convenient for them. Nice. And then I'll make sure uh, I include these details uh, in the episode notes yeah. as well. And, you know, I because you asked about the workshop, I do workshops. Yeah. I do host workshops for companies on overcoming imposter syndrome, especially for women employee resource groups, because that is something that holds a lot of pe- women back from really yeah. excelling in their careers at their companies. And, uh, you know, so that's another area that I'm very passionate about helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they can get that visibility and, you know, scale their careers. Yeah. So, if you know, for our audience, if you work for a company with a with an ERG that's looking for speakers, uh, that's something that uh, that's a workshop that Nana can do for women at your company. And I, I think that just the number of people who have the imposter syndrome, it's just huge. It is. It is. Everyone's yeah. had it at some time in their life and we yeah. continue to face it. You know, it's just we just how do you deal with it and how do you overcome it? Yeah. Well, Naina, thank you so much for sharing your story on the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Farul, for having me. This was fun. And I, as you can see, I'm really passionate about all these topics. So thanks for giving me an opportunity to share them with your audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, help me spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend you think would like it.